Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless bet. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. A lot that, of that's, stupid that's, our, that's our best. Hey, Geeks, Blue Samurai here, and I am with Rebeculous, and then over there. And I'm still Paul, and boy, after we do the sound check, it just gets a whole lot louder. It sure does. <laughs> and you are listening, Geeks of Cascadia. We've been, we've been out for a while, but we're back. Um, we are back from uh, Orcacon. We yes. Orcacon is great. Yeah. Did you guys have fun? I had fun. I did. I did. Saw an orca. No. Yeah, a leaf was an orca. A leaf, a leaf yes. was an orca. Yes. Yeah. There Somebody was an orca. There a real live person dressed as an orca. And what games did we all play? What did we play? There were games there. Um, well, I played a nifty little game called Shobu with our buddy Steve. That sounds fun. That was good. And also a, a card game, one of those simple ones that has a lot of uh, strategy to it once you play it. What the heck? Yes. That's cool, too. We played Recipe Recipe for Disaster, which I kickstarted mm-hmm. right before the pandemic and finally game. got to play. That's a good game. That was super yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I like that game. It was a little clunky at first, but uh, yeah. once you, you get the... go by the rules, it's okay. Oh, we followed yeah, the rules true. this time because yeah. Barry read the instructions. <laughs> yes. That's nice. Yes. <laughs> we also got to play some D&D. We did. We did play some we D&D. Did. That was super fun. But we did not get to play our regular adventure that we've been doing. So no. it's kind of a... Um, I guess this is an ongoing thing that you'll be doing off and on. I, 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 Maybe. I, I don't know. I prep a backup game mm. every week just in case people wash out. So if we have two or three players, mm-hmm. we can play. One more game mention. What did we play uh, in the suite that night? We all played. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, getting resources and uh, with the colored cubes that we changed from oh, Spices. Oh, that was Century, Century Spice Road. Road. Yes. Yeah. That did you great. like that one? I really did. did oh, you, did, good. Did, did you I think really... it was like Splendor but fun? <laughs> I don't know Splendor. <laughs> so it's I, nothing like Splendor, which is really weird. I don't know why he brings that up. I don't, I don't understand. So what do you all think about our current D&D game that we're doing, which is, um, was it, uh, the Mad Mage? We're yeah. freaking level 16. Yeah, that's yes, right. Going all the way to 20. That's super fun. We'll um, see. We keep on telling our listeners and our, uh, our people that watch this that we're going to do a review of that uh, campaign, but uh, it's been taking forever. I don't mind. I'm actually having fun. But I love it. We are getting close to the end. Yeah, we've got like two levels left or something like that. My my space goat has mithril tips on his horn. Space that goat. That wasn't dirty. No. His horn. No. His horn's That's your companion. Mm-hmm. No, you'll, you'll die. Yeah, so. I know. I know. Well, uh, we have a interesting show for you here. We have um, Chris Premis, which will be our person that we interviewed. We love Chris with Green Ronin Publishing. Thank you, Chris, for letting Thanks, Chris. us interview you. That was fascinating. That we have uh, Chorus Lines dancers here today, right? That's right. In the They'll studio. be in, in a minute. Yes. Yeah. Okay. High kicking. Uh, we will be. Um, what will we be doing? I guess we got to talk about. Uh, we'll have some game news. Very short game news uh, and mean, con wait, news. I'm sorry. Very short. <laughs> when is that? Wait, ever is there happen? a lot of game news? I, I found a lot of good games. Oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe there'll be a longer version of game news and then yeah, uh, con right news. Uh, but what we will not be talking about is the ogle. You mean like ogling people? Ogle, yes. Ogle, or the um, 
open, open game, game license <laughs> that everybody's talking about. Hey, look, um, just it's going to be okay. Just just wait. Let's see what happens. Um, obviously, the community is um, excited about this and uh, interested. I don't. I don't think we've got the full story of it um, as someone who deals with um, communications and um, sometimes people don't have all the facts and some people do have the facts, but they don't want to say anything. And some people have, well, some people have ulterior motives. Yeah, Uh, just speculation because they're worried. But I understand why people are very, um, you know, excited about this, especially those that rely on this. You know, they rely on the open game license, the yeah. SRD, to put food on the table and put their kids through college, and I get it. So, But for the average Joe, no one's coming to your house to take your D&D. No, away. no, they're not doing that. But, uh, oh, I, good. I can get it out of there. I'm, safe room. I'm hoping that things kind of continue the way they are in a way, you know, in terms of, like, third-party developers doing their thing. Um, and... Wizards is still around. I hope everyone's still around. Yeah. Because we have friends why, why can't in all places. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. we don't have to deal with that because yeah. we just play no. this stuff. We play D&D exactly. and tabletop games. So, yeah. But there's a lot of conventions out there where we can see all these people, and hopefully they'll get along soon. How do we learn about all those conventions? I don't know. I don't know. What, what games will they be playing at the conventions, Rebecca? <laughs> First, we need the conventions, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll find out about yes. the games. Oh, okay. That's your job. Oh, and that's who's right. Rebecca? That's right. I'm sorry. Rebecca I don't want to give, give your identity away, your secret identity. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> just put your band No, I'm just going to Iron Man it. I'm Rebecca. <laughs> I live at... So coming up, uh, we've got Emerald City Comic Con, which is a Comic Con in the Emerald City at the Washington State Convention Center. Like in Wizard of Oz? Like that Emerald City? It's kind of like that, only more homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Dude. <laughs> you don't actually know the homeless people that lived in the Oz Emerald that's, that's City, true. do you? Maybe the the Lollipop Guild was homeless. Maybe they weren't. Anyway, anyway. Comic Con, um, yeah. and it's not the Seattle Convention Center; it's the Washington State Convention Center, which had just expanded. Is that correct? I saw that on the it news this morning. It is expanding. Expanding. Yes. Okay, that's great. Yes. Also, the same place. So that's um, March second um, through March fifth. They've got like people from the show Arrow that you can stand in line to talk to and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's lots of that. That tends to change. Check out the website. It's, it's eccc.com. And then in April, we've got SakuraCon at the same place. That is an anime-themed con, right? Mm-hmm. Guys? Okay. Um, it's um, April 7th through 9th at the Washington State Convention Center. Then in May coming up is a fun gaming con in the, the Dallas, Oregon called WagonCon. That's WagonCon.com. Um, I really want to go. It's a smaller con like I like. I think it's like 600 people. Oh, and cool. That, that, that's, a, that's my comfort zone. You should go. Uh, go ahead and expense it to Geeks of Cascadia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. If you would give me my Geeks of Cascadia credit card, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Well, that would be, you know, surprisingly, it looks exactly like your own credit card. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yes. Same numbers and everything? That's right. Same numbers and everything. What's my, what's my CCB? <laughs> um, also coming up um, um, in March, GameStorm in Portland. Um, that's a, a, another smaller gaming con that I really want to go to. I met somebody who goes to that 
um, a, uh, in August, and we had some nice chats uh, at um, uh, Rose City Comic Con, which was super fun. But uh, that's March 23rd through March 26th. That sounds cool. That's not it very is, far at all. Yeah, GameStorm.org. Um, it's if you. It's a little hard to get to their actual website because they've linked it to tabletop.events. So sometimes it'll shoot you right to tabletop.events, which is a great site, but it's not their actual site. Um, so Or check them out on Facebook. They've got a great Facebook page. Other than that, I'm really looking forward to Dragonflight because I like to set my sites far out there. And that's going to be August 18th through the 20, 20th at the Bellevue Hilton. Apparently, NorwestCon happens. It's a science fiction <laughs> fantasy convention. Dude, I've been to NorwestCon. It's totally fun. It's, yeah. it's, you it's know. got gaming there too. Yeah. They have gaming. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been. That's too they far. Did. It's they've got a lot. They've got they've got a lot of stuff. They've you got role go to, playing. Yeah. They've got gaming. <laughs> they've got LARPing. They've got actual crafts. They've got authors. You they've want, got yeah. art. It's I I really liked it. You, I, sh- you should go. You should I go. Podcasting. Go again. Do some podcasting. Okay. I have. If I have better equipment than I had the last time I went. Mm. Oh, you should expense okay. that yeah. with you your with, that. with your credit card. Exactly. I don't have one. Can I use yours? You do have I one. Don't you do have, have one. one. No, it looks exactly no. like your credit card. No, I don't yeah, think it I does. Do. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, and you can bring the banner and everything. Oh, well, uh, we I guess lost not. the banner because um, Paul left the banner in the thing. Oh, really? I said we lose the banner. That's not what happened. I said, do you want to take the banner? No, we'll come back for it. Yeah. Wow, this is time for I'm a crowdfunding I'm, event. I'm blaming right it here. on Paul. Well, the banner's around here somewhere. It's somewhere. So, it's probably yeah. um, in, in the storage for OrcaCon. Yeah, it is. Lucky dude yes. who grabbed it, I'll say. Well, you know what? Let's go talk about happy things like Kickstarter. So, cool. Yes. What's going my, on? My games are all from Kickstarter because Kickstarter is quite awesome. Uh, the first one, of course, you know I'm partial to card games. And I'm also partial to... Uh, uh, two-player games or single-player games because I'm alone a lot. Oh. Thank you. Jeez. I'll bring you a blanket. Don't you care? Um, Card game, board game, everything. Uh, it's Marvel United, and it's the multiverse, and I just couldn't stay away because I just love Marvel, unlike still Paul, who clearly hates Marvel. There's a multiverse? <laughs> there's a multiverse, Ooh. and uh, there's this is just, you know, Ooh, one of those games. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, D- are... DC fixes that like every 10 years. This is uh, Renegade Come Studios? On, C-M-O-N, oh. Come On Studios. Okay. Um, and uh, you basically have these adorable little um, characters. Uh, Marvel United, you get the, uh, with your basic multiverse pledge, um, you get the multiverse core box, and it looks to me like, you know, you got your cards and your little minis and your tokens, and they're all super cute. Um, I actually didn't look at how the game is played because I just didn't because I was so taken Definitely by the visuals. Game, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be one of those things where you play battles and, and this and that. But there's there's so much cool-looking stuff, and there's some cute things in here that I wanted to mention. If you pledge a certain amount, uh, 65 or more, you get uh, the multiverse core box plus the wrecking crew, um, which is so adorable. Look at this. You get all your villains, little mm-hmm. minis, bulldozer, thunderball, uh, mm-hmm. pile driver, wrecker. It's just it's cute. And it's all those four. They're the wrecking crew. Uh, if you go up to the Herald Pledge, 100 bucks, you get the coming of Galactus. You get a little Galactus Ooh. purple figure. Um, we all like that. And Iron Lad, not Iron Man. Hmm. You get an Iron Lad. 
Is that the most adorable thing you've ever seen? And then uh, all these stretch goals, which I didn't really know what that meant, but apparently stretch goals, you get uh, Black Knight, Chad, Cyborg, Spider-Man, Songbird, all these little minis that just you Did can... you say Chad or Chode? You know, I almost said Chode, but then I thought, I don't want to sink that low. Hmm. I want this podcast <laughs> to be, you exactly. know... C-H... Is it Chode? Anyway, so... Uh, so <laughs> So that is uh, Marvel United mm-hmm. Multiverse. It's it's definitely at least a two-player that game. Sound, that sounds four. fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's it's so pledged already. But if you if you get you know you can get all these extra things, mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of extras. The more money you give. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, getting back to our kind of D and D kind of you know podcast, mm-hmm. which we have. There's this uh, single-player game, um, and it's just called Gelatinous Cube Dice because. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's adorable. Um, it is a, uh, it is a, well, let me just read this. It was cute. Um, I can't read that. Iximizeprecoxia dissimilarity, you chant. Raising your wand into the air, you can feel yourself changing. The polymorph spell worked. The doubt, after mumbling through some of the more difficult words, leaves you as you feel the mis- mystical metamorphosis take effect. Your arms begin to turn green and translucent, and before you can think about it any further, the transformation is complete. You are a gelatinous cube. Oh, no. You cannot see or hear anything. Just taste and feel. Your mind is being assailed by the gibbering language of this ooze. You must stay sharp. You must focus. You must complete your quest before the brainless blob consumes you entirely. So, and it comes with a gelatinous cube dice, and it is a one player, and it takes about, uh, what they say, about 30 minutes and you get a little a little map and a little board and a little adventure. Um, Interesting. Yes, yes, I thought cool. that was just Sounds fun. And that yeah. is from uh, Valor Mountain. Um, and they have uh, you got over fourteen or excuse me over fourteen days left. Okay. You should pledge. It's not a very high goal. Just pledge some money. It's cute. Um, and then lastly, I don't know if this is too wholesome or good. For our podcast, but no, I like good. this. We should I like do this. good things. Really well, wholesome. I clicked on this, and it's 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 a game, but it's not really a game where you have winners and losers. You're all winners in this game. It's called the Anti-Racist Hot Dog Conversation Cards, and the reason I clicked hmm. on this is because there's this gentleman. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. I apologize. Wadili uh, Mithiani. And um, he is, uh, he got kicked out, he's a scientist, and he got kicked out of um, uh, this luncheon for architects and uh, because they said he wasn't a member, but it was a blatantly racist thing that he got kicked out. And they told him if he doesn't like it, form his own club. So he did, and he bought a restaurant right above the club that kicked him out. And he started holding luncheons there uh, to talk to his friends and people about. I mean, it just started as luncheons, mm-hmm. and then he started talking to people about race. And then they made cards, and they made kind of a conversational card game about it. And now he goes from place to place and uh, has other people who host these events where mm-hmm. you pass out these cards, and you can ask and answer thoughtful questions or just think about a topic or whatever. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah, I That's thought it good. was kind of cool. Um, I guess the restaurant that he ser- served hot dogs—that's what it's yeah. called. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, but that is—he's uh, about halfway to his pledge, and there's 25 days to go, and that seems pretty worthy. So, 
That's it. Oh, that's okay. my that's my segment. Well, do I, you have any? Because we're not. I have a little bit. I don't have okay. much. Wow. So uh, we got uh, the popular tabletop game Warhammer. We all know about Warhammer has announced the return of made-to-order service for Middle Earth. This service allows players to customize their miniatures and armies with unique designs and colors. Ooh. So check that out. Don't do Re- what Rebeculus <laughs> did, and that was when you go to Hero Quest. Is it Hero Quest? I think you can adjust Hero the arm Forge. position. Sorry. Hero Forge. Did you know you can adjust the arm position? Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, Rebeculus did not know that. So when she went to Hero Forge, she did not change the. Uh, but now mine's the coolest of all because it like looks like Fonzie. Fonzie. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we've got um, tabletop. Combat has released a new range of terrain for tabletop gaming. The sci-fi utopia range is designed to provide gamers with a unique and immersive experience, allowing them to create their own futuristic cities and battlefields. So check them out. Uh, we've got uh, Gloomspite Gits, a faction of chaotic and mischievous goblins have been wreaking havoc in the mortar realms under the influence of the Bad Moon. Um, I'm trying to find who made this. No, it's oh, I'm sorry, it's Gloom Gloom Spike Gits. <laughs> They're the ones that made this, so um, check that out. Um, Tabletop Combat recently announced the upcoming release of their new game, Holy Knights. The game will feature a unique mechanic in which players can join one to four different holy orders and take on the whole the, the role of a squire. Oh, so holy Knights with a K. Yes, yes. <laughs> ah, I get it now. Uh, a new mobile game, Epic Alliance, is set to be released soon from the designer of Disney Sorcerer's Arena. The game will feature a unique blend of strategy and RPG elements, allowing players to build their own teams of heroes and villains from across the Marvel and DC overseas. Over, or universes. I don't know why. Oh, universes. Why did I say overseas? There's I don't a lot know. of S's. There it's is okay. a lot of S's. I'm sorry. Reading I'm, I'm having, strong. No, it it's is fun. not. In a thrilling battle report, the legendary Primarch Ang- Angron has unleashed his fury against the Grey Knights in a fierce clash of strength and skill. Uh, this is ba- um, Angron Dominance, Grey Knights, and the Epic Battle Report. That's from Warhammer, so check that out. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things coming up, um, but I don't want to hold us up on our um, interview with Chris Premis. Oh, uh, and he my will, goodness. And he will be talking um, much... Um, uh, smarter than us when it comes oh, to yeah. Ogle. Dude is a yes. font of there was knowledge, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe all Very the experience smart. that he has had he, in his life. Uh, he knows so much. I yeah. wish I could be as we do too. smart. We I do mean, too. you know, to have yeah. the... Maybe we should get rid of Blue Samurai and bring in Good. Green Ronin. He's not going to come here. I know. No, no. he's not going to do that. <laughs> no. He is. We're, we're tiny. We're stuck with the sand. We're tiny. Man. But uh, thank you, Chris, so much. In yes, all seriousness, definitely. to being the, talking to us and being such a, an awesome person um, amongst the community. And um, anyway, and I'm and I'm I apologize for dominating the interview. It was still yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Next time you're just gonna talk to him. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's go find out what Chris has to say. Yes. Hey, geeks. Guess who I have here? We have someone who has been on our show a long. Uh, it was a while ago, uh, but we got Chris Premis with Green Ronin Publishing. Chris, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yes. It is my pleasure. Um, if you uh, go back, geeks, uh, check out the that episode because it's got oh, what a wonderful story about how you uh, <laughs> got. Uh, 
uh, the Game of Thrones, the the Song of Ice and Fire uh, as a role playing, how you were able to get that. So mm -hmm. that's so amazing. But you're working. That was a long time ago. You're working yep. on new projects. Uh, let's talk about that. What, what are you doing now? Uh, so um, we're recording this in early January, and on January 24th, we're launching a crowdfunder on Backerkit for the fifth season role playing game, and that is. Uh, licensed from N.K. Jemisin's Broken Earth Trilogy, uh, which are terrific books. So cool. if you have read and enjoyed those books, we are doing a role-playing game. Yes, and then I saw something else that you didn't have before, and that's The Expanse. Yes, we still have that. How did you corner that? Um, well, it's related to Game of Thrones, actually, because... Um, there's uh, James S.A. Corey is actually two different authors. It's the pen name that they use for the series. Um, so it's uh, it's Ty and Daniel are the, the two authors. And um, uh, Ty used to work running George R. R. Martin's business. And so I would send him Song of Ice and Fire books for approval. Um, and so he knew us and he knew that we did good work. And so when they want an Expanse role-playing game, we throw our hat in the ring for that, um, and uh, they picked us. So, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, what are, and you got other product lines, though, so uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Oh, it's right. been six years. Could you cover the last six years? <laughs> uh, so our longest-running game is Mutants and Masterminds. Yes, that's what I um, Yes, it just um, celebrated its 20th anniversary uh, last year, so it's 21 years old now old enough to drink um, and uh, it's currently in its third edition um, and uh, we continue to publish books for that um, I'm trying to think our, our latest title I think is a time travelers codex um, which I wrote a section on um, about adventuring in 1980s New York because I lived in 1980s New York <laughs> so you know it's um, took my own personal experiences on the Lower East Side and in the punk scene um, and put a little of that in our, our Supers game. So, wow. Yeah. And I know as uh, most uh, game designers, developers, and I don't know what the right terminology is on that as a designer, developer, but... Uh, they're, they're two different roles. Oh, okay. See? <laughs> we learned something new here yes. on yeah. this show. Uh, what do you consider yourself? Um, well, these days I'm a publisher, first and foremost. Um, I, I did like all of our game dev in the early years, um, but uh, you know, I basically I do some design work sometimes, uh, but a lot of my, my time is spent with the business. Um, so yeah, more, more of a, I guess, publisher these days, occasional author. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you know, also like in running the company, that means meeting with our devs, looking over what they're doing and you know the manuscripts that are coming in as well so it's a you know little little of this little that. and how long does it take uh when we see you know i see your book right there how long was that process to go from start to finish uh it depends on the size of the book and whether or not there's a global pandemic happening <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i mean we'll typically allocate like a year for a project um but um you know, COVID caused uh, us and many game companies uh, enormous problems. And so, you know, we have some things that are coming out this year that we've been working on at this point for like three or even four years. Um, 
So Fantasy Age Second Edition is coming this year, um, and so uh, as well as the fifth season, and then our Cthulhu Awakens RPG, um, which we crowdfunded a year ago, um, and that's almost ready to go to print. Um, so, yeah, it it varies, but you know, probably on the short end, six months. Uh, uh, in typical times, maybe 18, but in COVID times, <laughs> it's been longer. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so there has been, uh, you know, at the time of this show, uh, this you know, January here, and I know it doesn't really affect you that much, but um, you, you and I have friends mm-hmm. in, in the uh, game industry that's dealing with this, what's happening with Wizards with the OGL and everything. And I know it's maybe sensitive, and I know maybe I don't know if you have any comment on it. Um, you know, the, what, what we heard on on my end is like, hey, look, it's just it, it's not out yet. This is just uh, this rumor and conjecture. But then uh, on the other hand, I've heard people say, no, I've actually seen it, and uh, I, I, it, it's a disaster. And uh, I don't know what what do you, what is your take on this? How do you think this is going to affect um, the industry? Um. Yeah, so the open game license, um, it first came around uh, in 2000, um, and I was actually working at Wizards um, at the time that the the whole idea of the OGL was conceived and was involved in discussions internally about that, um, and it was because of those discussions that we decided to kind of uh, try it out. You know, at the time, a lot of established companies were wary you know, they thought it was some sort of play for, you know, wizards to screw them over, you know. Um, but, you know, we, I had just started Green Ranine as a side project. And so um, one of the ideas that really ended up going by the wayside, but one of the original thoughts was, like, there's things that Wizards of the Coast can't really do profitably. Um, and one of those was short adventures. And so oh, yeah. I was like... Well, I'm me. I can put together a short adventure. <laughs> um, so I wrote something called Death in Freeport, and that came out the same day as the third edition player's handbook at Gen Con 2000. And then that was a huge success for us, and, and then we did um, OGL-based um, D20 material for the next like five, six years. And that was a lot of what we published for that period. Um, then fourth edition D&D came around. And that is the first time that they they tried to kind of stuff the genie back in the bottle as far as the open game license went. And after, um, you know, a a lot of, um, uh, you know, promises and this and that, uh, what they came out with something called the game system license, the GSL. um, And that didn't really make people happy, (laughs) you know, publishers. At that point, um, Paizo was still publishing their adventure paths for D&D 3.5. And it was the GSL that caused Paizo to say, you know, we're just going to do our own version and call it Pathfinder. And they took a pretty good chunk of the market share, I think. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I I think what the current leadership of Wizards doesn't understand is, is that the current situation comes out of fourth edition which in, in many ways was like the nadir of D&D. Like they lost a lot of players because they didn't like the direction the game mechanics went in. Yeah. Um, which isn't to say that nobody liked it, obviously. There's fans, it, you know, it has its good attributes. Um, but, you know, like overall, um, 
like a lot of people stopped playing D and D and felt um, like they they really liked the the three point five rules and kind of want to keep doing that. And so Paizo was able to take advantage with Pathfinder and basically plant a flag that those people could rally around. Um, now the challenge for Paizo has been when Fifth Edition came around yeah. because then a lot of people flocked back to D and D. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I guess I'm going down the rabbit hole here. Um, so uh, we have continued to use the open game license on Mutants and Masterminds, um, our superhero game. It, um, it has never featured the D20 logo, which was a separate trademark license that I won't get into. But the lawyers. Yeah, it was a way for you to have a logo that said, this works with D&D 3rd Edition. Um, and that was revoked during the whole GSL era, so it's not an active thing anymore. But anyway, Mutants and Masterminds never used that, so it didn't matter. Um, but uh, you know, every Mutants and Masterminds book by us um, has the open game license in it, and we also have a, a third-party publishing program of our own called Eminem Superlink that lets other people publish Mutants and Masterminds material. Um, and so, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of Mutants and Masterminds PDFs that various companies have done. Um, and, uh, you know, we continue to sell all of our old D20 stuff as well. We, we relabeled them third era because um, <coughs> we couldn't call them D20 anymore. But, you know, that's what they call the long tail in business. Mm -hmm. And people still buy those, you know, not in huge numbers, but like we do make uh, some revenue off of all the, those old source books and adventures and things like that. So what, <laughs> I now get to the point. <laughs> no, this is good, it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. no, it is complicated. Um, so, um, so a draft has leaked that is purportedly the new open game license from Wizards of the Coast. I have not had that confirmed to me um but you know there are uh, people who are like no i've seen it it's real you know we'll find out because uh, supposedly it's it's meant to be released i think this month so you know within a few weeks we should probably know if if that's accurate um if so um what they're trying to do is create a new version of the open game license so the original license allowed for that, um, but it said you could publish under any version of it. So theoretically, under the model as it was conceived uh, back in the day, um, if Wizards put a new one and you didn't like it, you could still publish under the old one. But according to this draft, what Wizards is trying to do um, is uh, deauthorize the first open game license and basically revoke it and say that you can't sell anything under that license, you must upgrade to this new one. And the new one adds a lot of things like a royalties clause, which is not wouldn't affect a lot of people because it doesn't kick in until uh, $750,000. Yeah. Um, but they are asking that people who don't make that much money still report sales to them because oh. they, they want sales data on the market and things uh, like that. Um, anyway, so there's companies like us who've got, you know, hundreds of PDFs just on our own, and then all the people doing support stuff with Mutes and Masterminds as well. Um, and if all those products had to come down off of DriveThruRPG oh. and our own website oh, yeah. and whatever, you know, like, 
you would have to reconfigure things with the new license if you wanted to, um, and it just makes it into a, a huge, huge mess. And, um, you know, we do a lot of other games with the Adventure Game Engine uh, that don't use the OGL, so we're uh, safer in that regard, but there's a lot of companies these days who are just doing 5th edition D&D support, yeah. Um, and it was some of those Kickstarters that made, you know, half million or over a million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I think true. that's what raised the eyebrows of, uh, of the current leadership of Wizards. Um, so, um, you know, uh, a company like Kobold Press, like, that's what they do now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if all of a sudden you just can't sell your entire backlist, <laughs> like, it's a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really the biggest question right now. Um, is like what hap- What would happen to all these legacy products? Um, and if you did build an entire business on fifth edition D and D support, um, and you didn't want to give wizards certain rights that they were are, uh, claiming in this draft, um, you know, then it's like, oh, so, well, sorry about your livelihood. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, hopefully, it turns out. Hopefully no one will freak out right now. Just let's wait until yeah. it actually comes out yeah. and, and see what happens. Well, people are freaking out right now because yeah. just the possibility of this stuff is, you know. Like, again, for us, like, it would be bad, but it wouldn't be catastrophic. But there's lots of companies out there now for whom it would be catastrophic. And I just don't really know, you know, like, the, the, the current leadership of Wizards, like, they didn't come up through tabletop gaming, so they don't really know the industry like some of the previous leadership. Um, and I don't know if they don't quite grasp, like, the way that the open game license has been used over the years. Like, there's other complete games released under the OGL that have nothing to do with D&D at all, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just a useful framework for people to release games under. Um, and I don't... You know, either they don't understand that, which is unfortunate, <laughs> um, or they do, um, and they just decide that, you know, they're not going to let it stand in their way. And I don't know. Um, but... Uh, you have a community around Newton's Mastermind. Oh, yeah. And, and for sure. And there's other adventures out there. You said that uh, other people have done. Um, is there any favorites that you have that you... Uh, any gems that you like? Um, well, let's see. Uh, there's an artist named Jacob Blackman. Uh, good dude. He's done a lot of Eminem Superlink support. Um, and uh, he and um, I think Owen Stevens was involved in this as well. They did these big books of characters. Um, and, you know, uh, like, it's basically like, is there a Marvel character you'd like to be set up in Eminem? Well, you know, there's there's a character in this not named after the Marvel characters, but yeah. if you know comics, uh, you're like, oh, okay, this is so-and-so. Uh, and for a lot of people, you know, what they want out of a Supers game, they, they want to bring in characters from the comics in their campaigns. Yeah. Um, and so that's not the sort of thing that we, we would publish, but uh, it's cool that it's out there because uh, it, it lets people who want to be like, I want some... Marvel characters and some DC characters and, you know, maybe other things thrown into my campaign. Um, it gives them an easy way to do that. Uh, cool. We did publish a DC Comics game, actually, oh. called DC Adventures that used the Mutants of Masterminds rules, but we don't have that license anymore. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I, yeah, go Sorry. ahead. I, 
people want to check out your stuff? Yeah. They threw out a website. Yeah. Is there anything like we're looking at? Uh, so it's greenrunion.com. So it's easy. Pretty easy. Um, if you want to sign up um, to be notified when the fifth season crowdfunder starts, um, that's on crowdfunder by Backerkit. Um, so if you just go over there and search on it, or just do a search on fifth okay. season RPG, that that should come up, and then uh, you'll get an email when the campaign launches, and we'll also send you a link for the quick start for the game. Um, and that, cool. yeah, so it's, um, final page count isn't quite figured out, but somewhere between 32 and 44 pages, uh, quick start that is, um, a cut down version of the rules. So, so you can play, uh, an adventure and then, uh, pre-generated characters. So cool. a lot of times in crowdfunders, you're like, well, what's this game really like? And we're oh, just yeah. like, here, <laughs> this yeah, is what yeah. it's That's like. <laughs> Check great. it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh. Yeah, we think that'll be really helpful for people. So when you're in this industry, um, like, uh, you know, Paul and Rebecca and myself, you know, we like playing D&D, &D, we like playing games and everything, but mm -hmm. we don't, that's not what we do in our real life. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's kind of like what you do in your real life. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do for fun? I mean, what, what's, what's your go-to uh, thing that you like to play? Um, so, you know, role-playing games have been work for me since... 1993 yeah. um, and you know I still play role-playing games for fun but um, but my biggest like hobby is miniatures gaming um, you cool. know I've, I've done a little bit of professional work in miniatures gaming but mostly my focus has been RPGs uh, and so that's the place where I can just be a nerd awesome. <laughs> so, so 40k is your uh, thing uh, I, yeah I, so I so I got into Warhammer stuff when I was at college through the role-playing game, actually, Warhammer okay. Fantasy Roleplay. Um, and then that brought me into Warhammer Fantasy Battle, and then 40K came out. I got sunk into that. And basically, you know, like, I've been uh, supporting that whole line of things for all these years. And um, we actually had the opportunity to publish a second edition of the role-playing game in 2005, which I got to design, which was super fun. Uh, to you know, take a game I really loved and do the new edition, but you know, uh, right now everyone's excited about the Horus Heresy game, um, and that's that's like a like a sub period of Warhammer 40k. It takes place in the 30th millennium or 31st millennium, so it's 30k. Um, and uh, so I'm at a game club here, and everybody's been painting up armies. And um, what's your favorite army to paint? <laughs> well. I'm a bad painter, so <laughs> well, not bad, but I'm slow and mediocre. Um, so I end up paying people to paint my miniatures, oh. or like, yeah. awesome. there's no shame. Not everyone's yeah. a painter. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, what, so, what do you usually gravitate to? Um, well, so I also play a lot of historical miniatures mm -hmm. games. So I've got a bunch of World War II miniatures in 15 millimeter and 28 millimeter. I've got like ancient Greeks. I've got uh, Republican Romans, uh, you know, lots of stuff like that, uh, as as well as the fantasy stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, problem with historical games is like there's so much history, and you know, you look into a new period, and you're like, oh, you know, Dark Ages, yoink, uh, <laughs> French and Indian War, or yoink. Uh, so it's a it's a definitely a, a big big rabbit hole for the history nerd. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on yes. the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming to OrcaCon. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, hopefully, we uh, will run into you. Uh, maybe we'll roll some dice or something. 
Ho, ho. That'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah. I love talking to Chris. We, uh, we talked to Chris um, at the fancy OrcaCon in Everett when we had all the fancy tables from Geek Chic. Yes. And there was that great big chair in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And we heard some stories. And they were great. You should go back and find whatever episode that was. Was that even Geeks of Cascadia? It wasn't. It was yeah, the, maybe it was the OrcaCon pod podcast. Uh, it could I be. But, uh, I gotta say, though, he is ridiculously smart oh, and experienced. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone listening to this knew about all the OGL stuff, but I did not. And I was just well, like, just impressed. And it was cool his hearing what's going on with his company, Green yeah. Moon. So yeah. uh, all this stuff that's uh, that he's done and what's coming up, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Speaking of coming up, yes. we are going to do, well, we... Me and a special guest Ooh, okay. are going to record an unboxing mm-hmm. of Avatar the role-playing game because I finally got it from my Kickstarter. Um, Avatar the Last Airbender, let me specify. Not yeah. the not, not oh, the yeah. Du- yeah, not, not the blue not people. The dumb blue people. Yeah. <laughs> blue cats. Good yeah. Um soon. Once I um, mm-hmm. look through the rule book and schedule that. Yeah, that's that looks cool. That Plus, looks cool. I saw that all on your table out there. That looks fun. Yeah, there's this, it's a very nice Kickstarter. Um, plus, we talked to Alex from Terrific Games. Yes, we did. Holy cow, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was, it was just wonderful just to be around. But um, Hair of the Dog is coming out, and I'll be getting that soon. So we can look at some of that, too, Wait, in the near the future. Wait, drinking Hair of the Dog that you always do? You mean an actual... Game? It's, it's a game. It's a, it's a wow. game called Hero the Dog, wow. and it's wow. a competitive dog petting game. Yeah. Wait, is that cool? No. Okay. Pretty nice Good. for the dogs. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. yeah. I gotta check. Mm-hmm. I gotta check. You know. Super fun interviews. Yeah. Been her. And he lets you us. Check. And he's nice too because he lets you go talk to us. Yeah. Anyone who talks to us, that's your criteria. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because a lot of people, we go up to them and go, "Hey, we'd like to interview." No. <laughs> yes, no, not you guys. Either. We heard about you. No, us. No, us. Yeah. Still, we get Paul and I just sit around. You're you, the one who goes you need out to, and <laughs> You need to go out there and schlep for interviews. That's what you need to do. You know what? You I did that last time at Dragonflight. You got a couple people. I'm shy. No, You're like good at it. Shy. You got some people. No, I'm not good at it. I'm shy. Well, you got people. Stuff. You did great at NorwestCon. <laughs> yeah. You did. You did. Yes, I did. It's because I had my sexy, sexy wife with me. Yes, mm-hmm. there's that. The strongest person I know. And if I can use all this equipment, there will be another NorwestCon set of interviews. Oh, oh sure, nice. yeah. I'll put it Good. right in that bag right there, and you can haul around and set it yep. up. And well, <laughs> um, anything else we got going on? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, are you also going to do the unboxing of uh, Dragonlance someday? We need to do. I want to do that with you though. Oh, yeah. And you I'd love are to hard that. to schedule. I know. I'm horrible. Oh well, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on it. Why, but when we got it, what are you doing? You're just, what are you just doing? stuff. Just, just sitting stuff, there playing stuff. your Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yep, that's all I do. That's all he does all, all day. Isn't that a great game, Marvel Puzzle Quest? It no, it's terrible. Game. It's like it's like having a yeah. it's like having a third job. So we're just kind of rambling <laughs> with nothing going on right now. So I think we're gonna end this. This is what uh-huh. they tune in for. But thank you. So I don't think people do tell you the truth. But do keep an eye out for an email from orcacon.org when we schedule our next convention, which is gonna happen. Yes. Yes, please do that. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page, OrcaCon. The or, not OrcaCon. Yeah, there's an OrcaCon Facebook page. But also check us at Geeks of Cascadia Facebook page. Yes. Twitter. That's where the yes. real action yes. happens. And you can email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. Definitely. Right. And or you fu- can just show up at Still Paul's house. Sure. Yep. 
right. Let me get the address for you. The address is right here. Yes. There it is. It's still going to be your address. Okay. Well, (laughs) with that, I think we can end it. So uh, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Yeah, me too. That's the one in the little corner box. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.